Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 509, it's Monday. Nice to have you with us here on Drive Time. Laura's off all week. So, Susie, you, this is your time to shine. (laughs) So I thought now, you know, if Laura were here, Mm -hmm. I feel like she would not want to react to the biggest news in broadcasting today, and that's that our parent company is uh, declaring for bankruptcy. Mm. Laura... Laura wouldn't want to wade into that, right? Hard telling. She might not want to. It might I feel be something that, yeah. that she would just keep a bit of an arm's length. Are you being, like, are you getting fired, or is it Dan, or is it me, <laughs> or how does this work? Well, I got the a special letter from okay. David Field, our CEO, right, with a list of people who were going to be canned. Oh. Yep, I have it in my, yeah. at my desk. Yeah. Dan's not on it. All right. I'm Good. just saying. Now, there are some people that you might not expect mm. are going to be canned that okay. you wouldn't have thought. All right. Um, Michael, our new engineer, he will not be fired. Okay. That's no. good. Um, Steve Simpson, I think he's not going to get fired. Well, that's because he's the... Three in the morning guy. Yeah. Who are you going to get to fill who, in? Who would work those hours? Ugh. Ugh. You. Can't imagine it. No. I think, you know, the talk is it's in the it's press funny. right now. Yeah. It's in the whatever. paper, whatever. blah, blah, blah. But so many broadcast entities, as I'm sure you've already talked about, have survived bankruptcy and are still on the air, still operating. Yeah. We're and, not going anywhere. This radio Whoever owns us, who cares? Do you care? No, I don't. No, I care. don't. And I've lived through a few owners. Yeah. I've been here when CBS and even when different companies have owned us. And even Audacity, as I like to call them, yeah. Odyssey, uh, was Entercom for a little while. Remember that? So I do, yeah. We'll probably get a new name. I can't imagine we'll keep that one. You know. That's what happens in bankruptcy, yeah. isn't it? They change your name. Sometimes. And write off debt. They write off debt, That's which sounds amazing. Oh. Wouldn't you like to just, like, I got a couple credit card bills right now. <laughs> like, is it, who do I, like, where's, where's the corporate lawyer that I call to get that wiped out? I would like to turn my credit card bill into, you know, pennies. I think you should call David Field and see if he can't negotiate. Hey, who's your lawyer? <laughs> anyway. Could you work that, work my expense rec- uh, account into the deal? You know, and I think that there are people that feel bad because it is the good neighbor to the Northwest. And it seems scary. You read the headline, you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. WCCO Radio is bankrupt. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. However, we do approach our 100-year birthday next yeah. year with this. And I'm sure that Mr. Crosby yeah. and Mr. Washburn, right. who started this company in 1924, are none too happy. Yeah, it's not great. Like, buddy, how much debt? Yeah. What did we hear the number was? Is that out there, how much debt? I don't know. It's big. Well, they bought all these podcasts then. <sighs> Crying out loud. Yeah. Anyway. It does not affect, I will say this, uh, as far as I know, Mm -hmm. Odyssey uh, doesn't know and doesn't care what I'm doing every day. So 
Why would that change? <laughs> right? And like, I as far as I know, I what do care what you're doing? Yeah. What do these corporate boobs have to do with our life? Corporate Nothing. boobs, Dan. Did you hear that? Boobs, he called them. We had a little laugh in the newsroom, little laugh this morning when I came in. We were all chuckling about the news because no one's too afraid. No. And we said someone in the newsroom, I believe it was Jimmy Erickson. I'm going to attribute it to him. He said, what iceberg? (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, most of us have worked for companies where you're like, where the parent company, and it's a little unnerving because uncertainty, Mm. it's always the uncertainty. Mm. But the reality is like, I don't know. I've worked for so many different bosses over the years. Oh, my goodness. Like, whatever. Like, I mean, it affects you. Like, you like it when you're working for someone great. You don't like it when you're working for someone who isn't. Right. But, like, the truth is the job's the job. And you, we just care about the listeners. We don't really care about the, I don't care about these folks. Do you? The boobs. The boobs. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I work for the people. I told, I, (laughs) once at TV, I told my boss this, and I don't know that it was very appreciated in the context of the negotiation. Mm. But I said, I'm like, you know, honestly, I don't really feel like I work for you. I just work for the, I work for the people. Mm -hmm. And like, if, if you, it's your company, if you don't want me here anymore, just tell me and I'll leave. But I feel like I work for the people. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about whatever the, whatever the boobs want. (laughs) We had a boob who worked here a few years ago who told me that it was good for managers to, for employees to be afraid of their managers. <laughs> this is what that boob said. Yeah. And I recall I said something like, you know, I've been, uh, I'm old and I'm tired. Right. I can give you 110% every day. I've been sober 100 years. If you want to can me, I was going to, I think I might have said S yeah. can me. Right. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. I know. Get a nice severance, little unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm old. If they You'll if be they fine. if they give me yeah. my walking papers this year, holy God! Yeah. You know Dave Lee. He's he's telling me how beautiful retirement is. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Hogovic, right. Eric Escola, Steve Murphy. Well, I have a few more years yet. I'm not quite in yeah, your you're position. A child. I'm not ready to. How old are you again? 50? You, you met my kid. I, I'm paying these NYU tuition holy bills. God. So I got to keep working. You do for a while, Chief. This. Uh, this Alaska Airlines oh story. Oh, my gosh. Is so weird. So weird. But, you know, obviously, do you get nervous flying? Mm, I pray on my way up and down. I, I, get, do, I do the cross and yeah. I say the Lord's Prayer on my way up and down just to cover my bases. Smart. I get nervous. Uh, I get nervous on the way up. Mm. And I used to get nervous with uh, turbulence. And now I don't because there's like. No one's, virtually no one's been killed because of turbulence. It's right. scary. Right. But like, mm. it's part of flying. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to lose the image of like this, <laughs> this uh, door plug oh ripped God. off. And then within the last hour, we hear that in the grounding of all of these, uh, you know, Boeing uh- planes that they've found like loose bolts they're like loose bolts loose bolts don't tell us that do they assemble these planes like i assemble like ikea furniture yeah like they just needed a couple more like with the old allen wrench cranks you know it only thing that makes me nervous i mean a lot of it i mean not a lot i'm not gonna not no you're still gonna fly i'm gonna fly but it is a little disconcerting because i want to know like 
man, don't isn't there a procedure in place to double check and triple check that yeah. the bolts are tight? Well, if they have to check that on the on the runway, though, you're like you're checking every bolt. I don't know. I would. Well, you'd never get these planes off the ground. Like, <sighs> I know, but then you're not going to also get sucked out of the door. This story uh, amazed me, though. Mm. So someone's iPhone was sucked out the window. Mm. This guy, uh, Sean Bates. Sean. Tweets, found an iPhone on the side of the road, still in airplane mode with half a battery, and I opened to it, open it to a baggage claim for Alaska Airlines Flight 1282. What? Survived a 16,000-foot drop perfectly intact. Jeez. When I called it in, Zoe and the NTSB said it was the second phone to be found. Wow. A couple headrests, a seat back, and a tray table were sucked out. A kid's shirt. Two phones were found. And... I mean, is that like your next iPhone commercial, right? <laughs> I mean, the thing, I mean, I've got my iPhone with the case and all the stuff, but you're like, apparently this thing can survive a 16,000 foot drop. Yeah. It's crazy. For your next air f- travel. <laughs> <laughs> they did find uh, the plug that was covering the exit door mm. in a teacher's backyard near Portland, Oregon. Gosh. But just like. Crazy. But you know in movies, Jason, when the something a hole gets in the airplane, I thought it like goes down. I thought that's it, lights out. Yeah. I would have thought so too. It is sort of amazing, like the loss of cabin pressure mm-hmm. that you would have mm-hmm. that the plane can still fly. I know. I always think don't you think though, like if one engine goes out to me it is remarkable that like these things still fly. I know. You're like if you're driving your car and your engine goes <laughs> You blow a couple tires, like, you're probably not going to be able to dr- continue driving to, you know, Wyzetta or something. Lights you got to pull out. off right away. I don't know. Pretty good. Crazy. Uh, Golden Globes, did you watch? You know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, Jason. Okay. Let's hear it. I love football, and I really wanted to watch the Buffalo game last oh, night. Oh, yeah. So I taped Golden Globes. Oh, and I'm going to maybe spend some time at some point in All time right. watching him. I will tell you, though. Well, should I not spoil it? Do you no, know who No, no, I know. The Oppenheimer guy. You know, yeah. I know a few. I know enough to care. My point, yes, and Barbie. Uh, my point is that I got, opened my phone today, and I love reels. I can just get sucked into oh, the videos. Yeah. But there was a darling exchange. I don't know if you saw it. I'm going to tell you. Jennifer Lopez and Brie Larson. Do you know what I'm talking about? I did not see that. Oh, you would love that. Before your show ends, you yeah. need to, in the commercial break, take a take a little gander. She is darling. So Brie is doing an interview with Entertainment Tonight with a host. Oh, cool. And they're right in the middle of it, and she's talking about acting and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, she sees Jennifer Lopez. She was talking about being in awe of famous people. And, oh, Oprah Winfrey's over there. And then she saw Jennifer Lopez, and she started to cry. And Jennifer Lopez noticed her. And then Jennifer Lopez came over, and Brie Larson started to cry, like, in earnest, and said it was totally authentic, totally authentic, that she had started to act after she saw Selena 
Oh, her movie. Wow, like that inspired her. And it was, it's about three minutes, and it's First so, time she met her, right? Yes. Like, why else would she have met her? And they're both crying in mm. the makeup, and she's so funny, and she's like, my mom's over there. Oh, that's I mean, you, cool. it's really, really cute. That is cool. Yeah, and Jennifer, I do love those moments at the award shows, unscripted. right? Because the, And these people don't, like, I think we all think that there's, like, a place where all the famous people hang yeah. out or something. No. And that's not it. So getting to meet, ah, that's fun. It really is. If you get a minute. All right, I will take look a that peek. up. Okay. Susie, thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to you. I'll be here all week. So fun. Hopefully I'll be able to hold up to your standards. It's. I mean, they're high. <laughs> <laughs> they're high. Right. Although at any given moment, the plug can pop. That's and right. Those, those standards get sucked right out of there. David right. Field might be coming by tonight <laughs> to, to get yeah. our boxes uh, and w- take the plants off yeah, our desk. We were reading the transcript of Drive Time. I'm with Drudrusha. We have some questions. (laughs) You called us boobs. (laughs) We did indeed. Yes, we did. (laughs) I didn't drive any companies into bankruptcy in my life. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yet. 521. uh, D. Rush Hour News headlines coming up in just a moment. Lots of good stuff to talk about today. Which is better for you, coffee or tea? Have we hit peak car wash so dang many new car washes and top golf coming to a new suburb where's it going we'll tell you next dave schwartz is going to join us in a couple of minutes talk about the end of the viking season the huge success of that first professional women's new women's hockey league we'll talk to dave about some of that in just a minute first the d rush hour news headlines coffee or tea which is better for you Washington Post put this to the test. It seems like coffee has an edge. Coffee drinkers have uh, more fiber, better microbiome health, and it lowers your risk for cancer and diabetes. But tea is good for your blood pressure, cholesterol, stress, mental health productivity. Both are good for heart health, longevity. However, the verdict is not settled because there just have been more studies about coffee than there have been about tea, so we don't really know. The dietary guidelines for Americans, though, do state that if you don't drink coffee or tea, uh, that's fine. Don't feel pressured to change. The Washington Post gives some very helpful other options, though. Like, you might be wondering, Jason, if I shouldn't start drinking coffee or tea, what, what should I consider? Water? Have you heard of water? Have we hit peak car wash? Not for me. I love a car wash. One of my quirks. Well, it's really my only quirk, and it's posting slow-mo time-lapse video of car wash. Dan is looking at me like it's not my only quirk. Um, It seems like if there's an empty piece of land in a Twin Cities suburb and some construction starts, you can just assume it's going to be a car wash. I guess because people are paying $18 to $20 to get a stupid car wash. Like, the business model must be tremendous. Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal reporting that Silver Star Car Wash is bringing a handful of locations to Twin Cities. They just opened Friday in Invergrove Heights. Uh, 20 of them are in the hopper. Uh, next two months, are opening White Bear Lake, Blaine, Coon Rapids, Anoka. 
They got 24 car washes in South and North Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska, and many more are under construction. They sell a monthly car wash, 20 bucks a month. Maybe that's why car washes are so profitable. Ding dongs like me have two car wash subscriptions for my family and then one more for a good friend. Can a Twin Cities suburb instruct staff to find any reason to deny a megachurch a permit to build? I mean, just when you hear me say that, it sounds illegal, doesn't it? Go find a reason to deny this church. Star Tribune reporting that Eagle Brook Church's attorneys say they will sue the city of Plymouth if the city council upholds its December decision to turn down the church's proposal. It is interesting, like this church would be bigger than the exhibition space at the River Center in St. Paul. It's big. They call it a mega church for a reason. It's farmland. It's the last large parcel of undeveloped land in the city. You can understand why people might be disappointed that it'll be a church, so it's not going to be on the tax rolls. Uh, The building is 35 feet tall, so some residents don't like that. Uh, But is that a valid, if the landowner wants to sell it to the church, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, The attorney for... The church says there is no lawful basis to deny. We'll see. It is official. Top Golf is coming to Woodbury. Mary Devine reporting of the Pioneer Press that they've finally confirmed that they are locating at right where 94 and 494 come together. Uh, main event will also be there. Dave and Buster's owns that. That's a place that has bowling, laser tag, arcade games, VR games. It's about five acre parcel right uh, for that, and then Top Golf has another big chunk. Top Golf opened in Brooklyn Center in September 2018. It's really fun. It's really fun. Those golfing bays stack three levels deep. You can golf in the winter. It's more like uh, it's more like bowling than golfing. You try to hit targets. They're games that are scored, but lots more of that kind of going out, uh, entertainment type stuff uh, that people are looking for. Five thirty one. Dave Schwartz is going to join us. Kirk Cousins, will he be a Minnesota Viking next year? The latest on some of the discussion around that today when we talk to Dave next here on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Dave, good to talk to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Jason. Uh, how about... It's been a while. It has been a while. When's the last time you were on? Well, I I was on uh, oh, Christmas. Oh, I was doing oh, karaoke at Christmas Carol since you didn't hear. I took over the radio station. Nice. Good yeah, for you. Great. Yeah, it's great. Well, you know, I mean, you're usually free on Christmas, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Now... Not uh, well, you know. Nah, back the in the day, days, it was a lottery yeah. system. If you got which one of the holidays off, it is one of the weird things about being in in journalism, isn't it? I mean, the fact that you had to wait fifteen years to be able to get a holiday off. 
my my first year at my current uh, employer, they told me, I remember and they said it was New Year's was on a weekend. And then they said, yeah, we're off Monday too. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, that's observe New Year's. I said, what is observed New Year's? <laughs> what is an observed holiday? I don't yeah. even know what that means. Yeah. It's incredible. It's nice. I know this yeah, year a- we got a couple of extra holidays this year at, at Odyssey. So they gave well, us, nice. well, you know, they're flush, flush with cash. <laughs> so Odyssey gave us. <laughs> I see what you did. I see what you did. That's there. fine. Uh, we got <laughs> uh, Juneteenth, I think, and Flag Day. Love that. Weird, though, right? Flag day? You're like... I am on board with any day that <laughs> well, gives us a day off of work. sure. The corporation sure. got the... Flag those. day. Oh, here we go. All no, no. day. Window day. Yeah. But this is the thing. The corporation got those this year. Right. But we, the union, had already negotiated those into the contract. Oh, so we, we got are, flag day? We were already there. Is there a movement to give people flag day off? I don't know. <laughs> It's ridiculous. That was, a, that was a sticking point in the last round of <laughs> yeah, right? union negotiations. I mean, again, yes, all the days, I want them all. But, like, if you look at a holiday that you don't typically get as a vacation day, <laughs> like, do you think this is a political thing? It's like, well, we got to give the left uh, Juneteenth, so we got to give the right flag day. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm coming up in my mind with, like, little chants you could say <laughs> as you pick it for flag day. <laughs> Very strange. Very strange. I mean, I love the flag and all, uh, but... Which one? I, well, <laughs> pass. I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> uh, locker clean-out day, one of the weirdest traditions that is a sports tradition. Oh, gosh. Why does this I... happen? Why is it like it's your last day, the season's over, uh, you don't know what your future is, and we're going to have these cameras and these reporters and videotaping you cleaning out your office. It's weird. It's my it's my favorite thing for I, I, and I see both sides of it. Right. First of all, imagine you had a your job for the year. Your 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 year ends and it went terribly, and now you have to clean out your desk and answer questions about it yeah. from, from from people who were not in it. But it was my favorite because. It was the last day where you'd go in, and these guys, they don't really have to talk to you this week because the season's over. Ah, so they're not required. So they don't really, yeah. They don't uh, all have to talk to you. So it's like, okay, here comes the third string safety cleaning out his locker. Oh, here comes the kicker. And everyone rushes to him, and then Kirk does it, you know. So it, it's it's a bizarre uh, it's a bizarre day, and I've covered Many, many locker cleaning out days. Kirk Cousins is the biggest question mark yeah. for the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, uh, we, we we saw what we have uh, mm-hmm. when it isn't Kirk Cousins, and it's essentially nothing. Nothing. It's it's nothing, and some backups that- they can hand off the ball. You you see a, a couple of things from our interception king, uh, who played yesterday. Uh, he's got a great arm. Nick, he really does. Nick if Mullins. you could combine Nick Mullins' arm with with uh, Josh Dobbs' athleticism, yeah? Yeah. boy, you'd have something there. It is sort of astonishing. Now, these guys who we, we call, you know, we treat them like they're bums, these backups. Yes. But the truth is, like, they are better than 99.5% of everyone who's ever played organized football, right? 
I mean, I don't know. A lot of people on Twitter told me they were better than Nick Mullins. <laughs> I'm just going to. I mean, these guys are elite yes. athletes, but it does yes. show you the difference between elite and truly <laughs> exceptional. And it's a big difference. It's amazing. Always, It's always amazing to me when you take the best of whatever sport in college and then you put them in the pros. And, and we're seeing it right yeah. now with uh, Connor Bedard, who's now you know out, not to switch to hockey, but uh, plays for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. And now he's out; he's on injured reserve because he broke his jaw. the The hit was clean. He tried to skate through three guys, and he took a really nasty hit to the jaw. Connor Bedard probably hasn't been hit a whole lot of times in his life because he could get over it, because he could get around it, because of his speed and his athleticism. But in, when you get to the pros. Everybody is fast, and everybody yeah. is athletic. Yeah. And it's the same thing when you play quarterback at college and NFL. In college, you can probably run around guys and get yourself out of trouble. Well, now all of a sudden you have 300-pound defensive tackles who can run a 4-5, and it's just a different ball game. And it really does show you the difference in not just the athleticism but, but the intelligence of the game and how quickly you think it. And that's something that you can't replace. And that's why Kirk Cousins, who was as good as he was, yeah. is such a benefit because he's so smart in the game that, that he's, he's better than anything that you can get. And frankly, he's better than anything that's out there that's going to be a free agent this offseason. He uh, was paid an average of $35 million per mm-hmm. season with his contract expiring. He was asked today in the locker room, would he take a hometown discount? or a Vikings discount, I guess. Yeah. And he said that the dollars are, it's interesting. What he said is interesting because you could read the headline as the dollars are really not what it's about. That was one quote. But then he also said that he had a, a coach years ago who said, Kirk, it's not about the dollars, but it is about what the dollars represent. And so... Will he take a discount? Maybe, but he's going to get paid. I mean, Joe Burrow makes $55 million. 12 quarterbacks make $40 million. Yeah. Do well, you, you pay know, him? You... The people who, say, people who say it's not about the money are people who have money already. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're not the poor people. And Kirk right? has money. And, he's got plenty. But it's and, about and... keeping score. It's about respect. It's If he took a, a salary but below... Those 13 quarterbacks, like, why would you do that? And don't forget, before he came to Minnesota, he kept getting franchised by Washington over and over and over. It was multiple times that he didn't get a long-term deal. Right. So so he's been kind of that disrespected underdog quarterback his entire career. He came to Minnesota. He got what he deserved, which was a long-term deal. Um I, you know, I always I take everything with a grain of salt, and and always because the agent is the one that says, "Listen, you be the good guy. You of say course. it's not about the money. Right. You say you want to come back to Minnesota. You can't imagine yourself anywhere else." And then when another team pulls up with a a, a truckload full of money for two or three years, we're gonna go there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it. How many times over the years have we had people who are leaving say? I love it here. Can't wait to be. Can't wait to stay here. I want to stay here long term. I always want to be a Viking. Up oh, now you're a Chicago Bear. Up oh, now you're a Carolina Panther. I mean, that's the right way to play it because it, it's not you. It's your agents doing all the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, Sonny Gray, the example of that with the Twins. Sure, right? and, and it's fine. Like what? Yes, 
I right. mean, are you going to blame anybody regardless of, of the money or the, or the age? If someone's going to say to you, I'm going to pay you $10 more to do your job, and I'm going to guarantee you more years of yeah. doing it, yeah. of course you're going to take so that So if job. you're the Vikings, Dave Schwartz, do you, do you go in on Kirk, or do you say, look, we need to figure out the future, so may as well get going now? I think it depends on a couple of things. I, I don't think you can pay him quote unquote fair market value of what another team might. Because you just there's too much there's too much turnover this year and too many things you have to figure out. And number two, Kirk has to be okay saying, This is my last contract. I'm going to teach the next guy who's then going to take my job. If if there's any hint of him saying, No, nope, I'm not going to be that teacher and I don't I don't know Kirk Cousins that well. He seems to me like a guy who could accept anything if if he was okay with it. But if he's not going to be that guy and he's not going to be willing to teach, then you're better off finding someone else out there who will fill the gap for a year or two. It may be someone who thinks that they can compete for a little while, draft yourself someone of the future, and then and then see where you are in a year or two. But the bottom line is no matter what happens, they have got to – identify the quarterback of the next five to seven years either it's through this draft there's so many quarterbacks out there right now so many good ones dave schwartz is with us uh how fun to see this uh brand new uh, pwhl team yeah no nickname but uh what a crowd at the x why do you think this team was different you know, we've had professional hockey here in Minnesota with the Whitecaps. What what was different about this time? It's a great question. I, and I, I don't – it could be the venue. I mean, it could be the Excel Energy Center. It could be the, the caliber of talent. You know, in, in years past, uh, there were a lot of different women's professional leagues. There was an American league. There was a Canadian league. And if if I'm correct, this is more of a combined between the two. Um, it doesn't necessarily. I don't believe that that it's it's the same caliber of players, although they're probably a little bit better uh, in this market. Certainly, you have the best of the best because they came from Minnesota. Yeah. You know, you have Grace Zumwinkle. Yeah. Uh, you, you have Taylor Heisey, who we had on our show yesterday and, and talked about just how incredible it was to see all the people in the audience. You know, thirteen thousand plus. I mean, and and not just what was really cool was not just the young girls. Taylor pointed this out. It's the young girls who are looking up to this, but it's also some of the older women who play who didn't have anyone to look up to mm. when they were playing or didn't have the opportunity to look ahead of this. It wasn't long ago that you would talk to a gopher or or even an Olympian that said, "Yeah, this is you know, play my four years and I'm done. That's it." Now there's options out there, and and this is looking like a really great option, and it's got some good financial backing, yeah. which, is, which is a big thing, is that you know players can live in the city that they're at. They don't have to fly in and fly out, which is something that happened uh, with one of the other uh, women's leagues with a white cap. So th- there's a little more structure. There's a little more financial backing here, and it, it's just – it's it's own it's own owned by the Dodgers owner Mike uh, yeah. Mark Walter and Kimbra. He's got money. He's got cash, and people are getting paid too. Average, yeah. average salary is fifty five thousand bucks. So this I, is. I mean, if you look at the women's game in Minnesota alone, it has grown so much in the past five to seven years. It's to me, I can't believe it's taken this long to to get a, a women's professional league that they believe will be a profitable league. It's cool. It's fun stuff. Yeah, it was fun. It was a great. It, I was not there, but I heard from so many people 
uh, on social media at work today. People who had gone said the, the, it was just awesome. They had the club levels open, and they had to go up to the 200 levels open, so it was really neat. Very good. Gophers look like they might have a good uh, men's basketball team, too. We'll have to see. Something to watch this week. We'll talk about that next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. See ya. Dave Schwartz, co-host of The Huddle, right here on Sundays on CCO. 5.50, back in a minute. Solid Monday show. Lots of good stuff on the podcast. Nice first half hour talking about the city council and whether you think city council should wade into kind of the Gaza, Palestinian, Hamas, Israel situation. I don't, but you can check that out on the podcast in our four o'clock hour. My oldest, Seth, back home from New York, back home from college with a young lady. So they get grilled by Kate Raddatz and me. So that's fun stuff, too, if you want to check that out on the podcast. We always appreciate it. When you subscribe, uh, just search Drive Time with DeRussia on the Odyssey app or uh, wherever you enjoy podcasts. Tonight, Dan, I'm on my way to feed a cat, uh, my mother-in-law's cat. I got to feed feed the cat, she told me. Well, that's very nice of you. And you might. I'm sure the cat appreciates it. Yeah. You know, I have a unfriendly relationship with that cat, but let's order a pizza. Is that what I should give the cat? I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Henry Lake coming up. See you tomorrow. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.